Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? We are balls deep in the history box! And we're going to attempt to complete our look at Gulliver's Travels, which has taken a couple of months, I think, hasn't it? Um, well, we were. Yeah, um, I mean, Gulliver did a lot of shit, mate. I mean, that's not because did, of us. That's because of fucking Jonathan Swift. Oh, it, you can imagine Jonathan Swift sitting there in 17, whatever it was, with his fucking quill, mm. right? Going, oh, right, I've got another fucking idea now. Now he's going to go to a fucking world where everyone's big. Right, 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 right. Now, I, I, I still haven't finished his agents on the phone going, have you finished that fucking manuscript yet? Because the publishers have been asking. They go, no, I've, uh, I'm adding an extra chapter where he goes to Japan. <laughs> okay, now, why don't you just fucking end? We can split this up into a series of books and you get more money that way. You're putting everything into one fucking book. We're just getting one <laughs> advance. Good idea. Plus, I'm doing it with me quill. It takes fucking ages. Fucking ages, mate. Just uh, tell them it'll be ready when it's fucking ready. I mean, we have got distracted on a couple of occasions. But, um, hmm. I don't Where know are we? About. We were just about to start part three. We touched upon Japan, I think, last time. Mm. Uh, so part three is a voyage to Laputa, Balnibarbi, Lugnag, Glub Dub Drib and Japan. Mm. Um, <laughs> and there's a subcategory on the Wikipedia page which you can click to, which says, see also floating cities and islands in fiction. So dare I click on that and look at other floating cities and islands? Because uh, this is floated in the sky, one of these. But it says, there, it, it, yeah, Wikipedia it's says it's a, it's a common trope. Um, I'm looking at some now. One called The Floating Island. There's one in The Voyage of Dr. Doolittle, where they sail to a floating island. Which later becomes fixed in place. It's in Wonder Woman. This might be, this might be, where uh, these flat earthers got the idea from. Maybe it is, because that flat Earth is basically a float, like similar to a floating island, really, isn't it? Is that what we are? Well, we are a floating island, aren't we? The planet we're floating in space, but they no, reckon we're, we're flat. I don't reckon we're an island. I think you have to be flattish if you're an island. Where's the, where an island you can the jump off thing. the edge of? You, you can't jump off the edge of Earth. I fucking tried. Well, that's the thing. Where's the edge of Earth? If these flat earthers are so convinced that we're flat, where's the edge? Yeah, show us then, cunts. Show us it, yeah. Take us there. Fucking cunts. 
What's the that's point another thing of them being so into this flat earth business anyway? Like, why are they so passionate about it? Why do they think the why authorities are trying to lie to us about the shape of the fucking planet? It's it's one of them things that was prevalent in like the seventies and stuff, isn't it? And it's come back into vogue because we've now got Big. social media and all these freaks are all joined together now by the internet. Back. All the weird shit that got all unlearned conspiracy by like. Shite. Don't you think it's strange that like with the expansion of communication, when there was an explosion in communication, you know, let's say in like the nineteenth century. Or whenever, mm. whenever there was a big thing when the printing press came about or whatever, paper was fucking invented by the Egyptians, wasn't it? Um, then you've got Alan Sugar invented the email phone. These are the big, yeah. like, landmarks in human yeah. civilization and their communication. And uh, they come up with all these things. And now it's got to an extent where, you know, last week I fucking interviewed someone for the reset in Australia and it was just like as clear as talking to you now and you think wow this is amazing isn't it yeah but in some ways Andy when you look at history all these other innovations in communication technology have really like accelerated our progress as a civilization Mm. now the expansion has gone through the looking glass because in some ways it's taking us backwards because the sort of theories and ideas that were completely discredited a long time ago have been given breathing space on the internet, which means they're spreading again like a virus. Who would believe in 2021, with everything that we've created and learned, that suddenly no one would have guessed, um, you know, like when you're looking back, what what would you say would be big in 10 years' time, like in 2011? Flat Earth, that's going to be massive. That's coming back. Like, flares come back once in a while, don't they? A, a, a conspiracy that the man who did Windows 95 is trying to inject transmitters and receivers into your blood, and then he's going to switch you off at some point. Fuck off. I always think the people who get into this shit... Um, by the way, what you just described sounds good, I mean, if that's what he's doing. Yeah, listen, the di- what's the difference between that and the fact that you're just a human being who's slowly dying anyway? Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, it's no difference. If, if you, It's either nature or fucking Bill Gates is in charge, but either way, you're going to die. However... So you, you, would you be happy to be switched off by Bill Gates? Yeah, fuck it. Let him, he seems like an all right. I reckon he's, a, he's sort of like a a, bena- a benevolent Geppetto. Do you know what mm. I mean? He's not... Yeah. What's he want with old Delaney man? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's got, he's, he can't have any beef with me. More of which soon. Geppetto on this podcast yes he'd be like um, Bill Gates Bill Gates attitude to Sam Delaney is this do you think I give a flying fuck about that anonymous fucking pissant Delaney's a pissant he's the <laughs> shit on my shoe he's a I've speck. listened to his podcast a speck of he, ass dust he, he's the guy <laughs> he's the guy who invented the CD-ROM magazine right what a <laughs> fucking joke the guy's a he, clown the asshole came for my crown with his CD-ROM magazine and I swatted him away like the dick fly that he is. <laughs> Two issues that survived. Two motherfucking issues. And I shut that motherfucker down. Yeah, I know they had Caprice lined up for issue three. It never saw the light of day. Why? <laughs> no, hey, no comment. <laughs> oh, maybe there is a conspiracy then. Fuck. Uh. You got shut down. That Jesus fucking Christ. ass monkey. 
I've, I've injected him with my chip and I'll shut him down when I choose. Fucking he doesn't know. Splat. I don't know. One day I'll wake up and I'll think today's the day I'm shit. I'm shutting down that fucking shitstone shit boy. Delaney ends today. AKA Sam Delaney. <laughs> Project Delaney ends today. <laughs> and he'll be watching me on one of his huge monitors and I'll just be taking the recycling out the front, whistling a happy tune to myself. Ch- n- chatting to Nelson, then suddenly, bang, I'm down on the floor, dead. Nelson's <laughs> sniffing around my corpse, and Gates is in his volcano in San Francisco, laughing his fucking cock off. <laughs> Sleep tight, shit boy. <laughs> Enjoy making your CD rounds in heaven. <laughs> if that's where you're going. <laughs> Electronic purgatory. <laughs> You're gonna be stuck, yeah, not fucking. knowing whether you fuck. You don't know whether to shit up, get a haircut, motherfucker. You fucking cock wipe. <laughs> You're Ugh. the fucking wipe of my helmet. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I can't believe fucking Gates hates me so much. But fair well, enough. You went for him. You went for him. That's what they yeah. say. That you come for the king, you better not miss. Yeah, exactly. I missed. You missed big. I missed with, with Enter the CD roll. <laughs> I was going to take him down, but I was fucking well wide of the mark. And now Pathetic. he's going to kill me. <laughs> um, I'm taking on. Hello? Yeah, Sam Delaney. I've got an opportunity of a lifetime. I'm taking on Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to be on board? Do you want to get in early? What do you mean, Sam? You, you've developed some kind of computer operating system that's going to take Windows on and maybe usurp it? No, I'm doing a CD-ROM magazine. We've got Amanda <laughs> Holden on the front. <laughs> yeah, she looks dead sexy as well. She's in yeah. all the suspenders and all that mocky stuff. <laughs> it's going to fucking best, blow Gates out of the water. The best of all, they're library pictures, so A, we don't need a permission, and B, they're quite cheap. <laughs> They're dead cheap. So already we're putting ourselves in a good situation. Oh, yeah, plus, I should mention, I've also got an interview with Jerry Adams talking about his favourite books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're listening now, aren't you, Tom? <laughs> I'm hoping the gate sees the interview with Adams as some kind of veiled threat about the people I know, what they can do. <laughs> Uh, oh my god he's got the IR fucking A on his side he's got the IRA and Holden Jesus this guy means business he's parking his tanks on our lawn (laughs) it's the twin the twin barrels of sexuality and violence I can't compete with this (laughs) he's got an instinctive understanding of this stuff and now he's bringing it to life on a CD-ROM <laughs> he knows what people want they want to either fight or fuck <laughs> and he's offering it both in a neatly packaged <laughs> silver disc <laughs> should have called it fighting and fucking yeah but you know you can't go back can you ah <laughs> uh, where are we I've lost the page yeah well there's there's floating cities and shit there's lots of them in literature and film and television, um, mostly in things that nerds would watch. I bet there's some in Star Trek as well. There's one of the Thundercats. Star Trek covered most shit, didn't it, at one point Star or Trek's another? Star Trek's probably 
Stargate SG-1, is that Star Trek? Yeah, Star Trek episode called The Cloud Minders. Yeah. Um, Stratos on the planet Ardana. I was never bang into Star Trek. I was talking to my wife about this the other day. I was never bang into it. It seemed to be on telly all the time when we were kids. Mm. And there was something about it I found creepy and spooky. But you'd I watch it, it if Spock. you were... If you Spock were des- was creepy. Oh, yeah, fucking hell. I was really scared of him. And I'd always be like, when I was really young, I was thinking, why is Kirk mates with him? He's such a cunt. Do you know what I mean? That's why I don't think he's a cunt now. But when you're a kid, you just think people like that are cunts. You're like, why oh, so serious? What a cunt. Yeah, why is like Kirk Shatner. giving him the time of Kirk, day? Kirk was always wanting to do stuff and fucking Spock's Spock always that's, going, that's illogical. Nah, we can't, we can't do it. that. Here's why we can't do that. Oh, fuck's sake, Spock, man, Spock. Spock's... Spock's the sort of cunt who would have put the brakes on Enter before it had even begun. Spock was the ultimate space lamp art, wasn't he? Really? Yeah. He Here's why we can't was. do that. But the best Fuck thing about... The, the bit that did appeal to me loads was when sexy aliens were in it because they're these really sexy aliens <laughs> sometimes and Shatner would always get off with them, wouldn't he? And uh, yeah. in the beginning, there was, a, there was actually, in the opening title sequence, there was a sexy green lady dancing about in space. I can't and I'd that. always be like, even when I was a kid, I'd be like, whoa. Um, but I'm thinking, because like they, when you read about Shatner, which I do, I'm sure you do, most of us would read, try to consume as much Shatner content as we can just in our spare time. Right, not start, really, but okay. You go with but that. you start to, well, he was up in space last week, wasn't he? Well, you thinking, yeah, oh, go on, Shatner. That. Fucking hell. I heard him All doing cunts going into space. They're not even going into well. proper space. They're just going to like the edge of space. Well, mate, he's in his nineties for fuck's sake. Oh yeah, but he's fucking been to space already in Star Trek. No, didn't he go again? Oh. He has. He's been closer than the rest of us have. I thought good luck to him. Near space. Fuck that. You know he. Um, have you heard him do Common People by Pulp? I heard it on the radio last week. I have. Yeah. I, I, well, I'm not like into that. all that stuff. It's a bit. Kind of you don't like sort of Shatner doing yeah. famous like when he does Rocket Man and stuff. And he did Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. overacting. You're not really into Can't that. Be with it. Okay, well, all right. You're not that into Shatner, but what I am saying is Star Trek. In my mind, the original Star Trek might be worth a revisit because I reckon that in Star Trek they came up with all the fucking batty ideas, including fight floating islands that have ever been come up with. They're all there. Like mm. everything's in Star Trek. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Probably. I'm not prepared to go. There's, there'll be uh, websites. What I'm, is, what I'm saying is the state of my um, mental health, my, ment- my midlife crisis, which has been tracked in detail since the dawn of this <laughs> podcast, has now got to the stage where I've decided, as I approach my late 40s, to become a Trekkie. How many people decide to become a Trekkie this late in life? Not many, I'd wager, yeah. but that's what I'm pondering at the moment. Going to become what you call a late-life Trekkie. Yeah. My midlife crisis flourished yesterday when I was in Edinburgh at the, the National Museum of Scotland, and I was mm. in the science techie bit, and I saw um, a ZX Spectrum computer. Yeah. And I've now decided that I need to buy a ZX Spectrum oh, computer. That's, that's, that, to me, is a peak Dawson purchase. Yeah. It is, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Like you are a man of of quite modest taste, but you're one flaw. You're not flaw, but your one sort of indulgence in life really is buying shit like that off of eBay. Nostalgia based. Buy, buying shite. things from the seventies and eighties off of eBay is your only extravagance. Yeah. 
I mean, and I usually stop myself. You get the ZX Spectrum. It's the classic. I, I usually stop myself. Jalapeño. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jalapeño. I was looking at a track and field arcade machine last week, Sam. Of course you Do you were. remember track and field? Yeah. Oh, fuck me. What a game. Obviously the precursor to Daily Thompson's decathlon on the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, like really field. fast motion on the buttons and the joystick, isn't it? Yeah. You can get uh, like a refurbished arcade machine with track and field and 3,000 other games on it. Oh, happy! Is it like a stand-up one size stand you get one, in the yeah. corner shop? About, about five foot tall, yeah, yeah. That is quite exciting. It's got all the classic yeah. games on, has it? Three thousand games. I assume some of them are classic. It's got track and field on it. Oh, it how much like sports as well? Roughly, how much are we talking? Eight hundred quid. Eight hundred. It's quite a lot, but fucking hell, <laughs> you get a lot <laughs> of bang for your buck. It's nearly Christmas. <laughs> well, do you remember a canter got in touch once with a really good life logistics, which was the system I think him and his missus use, which is one pound per use. Mm. Yeah, so mm. they go, do you remember that? And it, it kind of yeah. made sense. And we were, me and Len were talking about it the other day because we were working out how much usage we get out of buying FIFA. It's quite expensive buying FIFA. But we, but we went half, so he did it half of his savings. I paid the other half because we both yeah. play it. And um, we, and we, was, well, yeah. we were saying to my good wife like that we eat on the pound per use thing. Over the course of a year, mm. before we upgrade to the next FIFA, we've easily got like yeah. met the pound it's, per use. It's, it's about just over a quid a week, isn't it? Yeah. It's note. So, yeah. so the £800, if you've got 3,000 games to play, fuck's sake... <laughs> You're gonna, you're, you're gonna be, in, mate. You'll be in profit after about two months. <laughs> and relentless playing. I got blind as well. No, I mean, yeah. I always managed to stop myself at the last minute from doing these things. I don't buy that many. I just well, there could the be idea a new Dawson rig on the horizon. This is true. And yeah, it looks something's got to fill it? all that the acres of space that are, yeah. that's in it. Yeah, it might happen. I just get a Spectrum instead. But then you've got to buy a cassette player as well. Yeah, that, uh, to me, the arcade thing is a much better purchase. You think? Oh, definitely. Right. I mean, ZX Spectrum, it's a laugh to have then, and your mate comes in and you go, hey, look at that, ZX Spectrum, that's it. You're not going to fucking yeah. play put, on the ZX Spectrum. On. You put a game on, it takes four minutes to load, Yeah, and then you put it on, and it's like, oh, this is shit. That's what noise it makes. And then it starts, and you're both bored shitless playing it. Whereas standing up at an arcade machine is just fucking great. Playing track and field, yeah, is better. I'll end up getting neither, hopefully. Hopefully I'll come to my senses. I'm just now deleting the tabs that I've got open on eBay <laughs> for the ZX Spectrum. There we are. Be gone. I was looking, talking of tabs that need delivering, I've fucking been looking at family summer holidays, and that's 
that really does get you into the fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Credit cards and stuff. Yeah. Oh, you're looking at it and you're thinking, yeah, that looks well nice. And then you're like, how much? And then you remember, fuck, you've got two kids. So it's basically yeah. it times the price of every holiday by four. It's fucking madness. Yeah. Kids. It's debatable. Expensive. It's debatable. Um, where are we? Let's have a look at uh, part three of the uh, the Gulliver thing. Because we need to get through this, let's be honest. We're almost 20 minutes into this fucking episode. All right. Setting out again. Um... Gulliver's ship is attacked by pirates and he is marooned close to a desolate rocky island near India. He's rescued by a flying island. Fuck called pirates. Laputa. Shit. Oh, yeah. here comes a flying island. Lads, lads, wow. let me on. The pirates are getting me. And um, sure enough, Laputa, the flying island, saves him. It's a, a kingdom devoted to the arts of music, mathematics and astronomy but unable to use them for practical ends. Um, rather than using armies, Laputa has a custom of throwing rocks down at rebellious cities on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> have that. Bang. Yeah, have that. Um, Gulliver tours Balnibarbi, the kingdom ruled from Laputa, as the guest of a low-ranking courtier and sees the ruin brought about by the blind pursuit of science without practical results. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that mean? Ruin. This place is in ruins. <laughs> You're just pursuing science, but you've got no aims. You've got no objectives. It's just science, 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 science. What are you doing? Science for the sake of it. Yeah. Leisure science. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man, what? Uh... Fucking hell. At the Grand Academy of Legado in Balnibarbi, great resources and manpower are employed on researching preposterous schemes such as extracting sunbeams from cucumbers, softening marble for use in pillows, learning how to mix paint by smell and uncovering political conspiracies by examining the excrement of suspicious persons. Fucking hell. What? Swift's just fucking phoning it in now, isn't he? <laughs> you know what I mean I'll just see what I get away with here I'll just make stuff up he, he's like the prototype rolled dull yeah yeah uh, the first one was a hit the second one not so much the third one I feel like the pressure's off there's no commercial <laughs> expectations from the publishers I've got to have people extracting sunbeams from cucumbers you know, what's the worst that can happen <laughs> no cunt bought the second one no cunt's going to buy this one I'll just do what I like you gotta, you, a bit. you gotta do your best to grab people's attention in this game, and sometimes the best way to do that is think totally fucking off script. Cucumbers, <laughs> laser beans, shit examination, <laughs> mad stuff. <laughs> Gulliver is then taken to Maldonada, the main port of Balnibarbi, to await a trader who can take him on to Japan. Um. I like how they've, they've got all these fictional places, but then all of a sudden the real world of Japan is chucked in. Um, in on on Glub Dub Drib, he visits a magician's dwelling and discusses history with the ghosts of historical figures, including Julius Caesar, Brutus, Homer, Aristotle, Rene Descartes, and Pierre Gassendi. 
It sounds right. Fucking next rubbish. chapter. In this chapter, he's gonna fucking meet anyone from the past he can, but as a ghost, <laughs> I can think of. First yeah. stop, he has a chat with Julius Caesar. It's like one of those things you see in a magazine. Who would you invite to your fantasy dinner party? <laughs> Caesar, Brutus, Homer, Aristotle, Descartes, and uh, I don't know, Gassendi. Don't know who he is. But... I don't think I can see myself inviting anyone to my um, fantasy dinner party. You just want to have a night in. You I could want to invite have dinner them. in my own fucking time and space, and that for me would be ideal. It, I would be so stressed. If a lot mm. of my sort of heroes were there, Dick Turpin, Bobby Moore, all the lads. Do you know what I mean? Trevor Brookings, Bobby Moore, <laughs> fucking Richard O'Sullivan, you know. And they'd all be there, and I'd be like really feeling under pressure to be my best self in front of all of them, make the effort to be funny and erudite or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, just... and you'd have to iron a shirt. And that's not for yeah. me a nice evening. A nice yeah. evening for me is just like, I've got a takeaway curry, maybe, and I can just eat it on my knee watching something really good, like a film, like Escape yeah. to Victory. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you could get a buffet brought in, get caterers to do a buffet, and then you can just take your pick from the buffet and go upstairs and have a sleep. Let I them might get a, um, I'll tell you a really good thing to do is, like, I could get a magic show, or I could say, look, let's watch a film. Right, let's watch Revenge right. of the Sith. That's a good film. Trevor? Yeah. Are you a fan of Star Wars? I'm not. I've seen the first one. Uh, yeah, it was it was a bit of fun, but I'm, I wouldn't say I'm um, I'm a big fan. I'm aware of the franchise, but uh, I can't say I've seen them all. <laughs> okay, well, fucking brace yourself because this one's the best fucking one. It's mental. Someone has their head chopped off in the first fucking five minutes, and it basically goes up from there. Right? Oh, it sounds seems sweet, a bit like fun. No, it seems I'd a bit go, childish. Is it? Is it not a child's film, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> Oi, rain it in, Trev. Fucking hell. What, you want us to watch fucking Three Colours Blue, I suppose? One of those fucking silly nonsense films. Foreign muck. <laughs> right. The Three Colours trilogy. I'll, I'll happily watch all three of them, Sam. Fuck that. We're watching Revenge of the Sith. What do you reckon, Moro? <laughs> yeah, but I'm not really a film person, to be honest. <laughs> too busy out and about, aren't I? Tend to be out most nights. The missus likes films. But uh, no, not for me. Right, all right. Well, like, I can fucking... You're going to like uh, this. God. Richard O'Sullivan. Well, of course, I've, uh, I've, I've appeared in several feature films. Yeah, but you're better known for your TV work, aren't you, Richard? Well, no, that's unfair. There's... I actually did make some very good feature films. So, yeah, well, more, I can't fucking my name any the of them. TV, the, the popular TV shows. You know, I've, uh, I've, I've had a lot of theatrical work as well. My <laughs> stage mentioned... work is probably the stuff that I'm most proud of. Yeah, well, we're not fucking watching a stage play tonight <laughs> in my rig, are we? We're going to watch a fucking film on my big and fucking maybe... telly. And, and that film's going to be Revenge of You lot are my fucking guests, right? I got to pick any cunt from history for my fantasy fucking dinner party and you three have been chosen. Fucking Trevor and Richard, you should be particularly happy because you're both still fucking alive. And don't forget, I could have fucking had Mandela here like every other cunt always says, oh, Nelson Mandela or Muhammad Ali. Every cunt says that, but I had the balls to think out of the box and invite you two cunts. So what I don't need is you here fucking criticising the entertainment I've laid on. 
Now, the curry's turning up any minute, right? I've got a Heineken Zero, but I've got normal beers in for you three, if that's what you want. Normal. Right? <laughs> now, what I, the bit that I haven't told them, but I'll tell you, is I'll do what I often do on Friday night, film and curry night with the family. Lights off. I go, turn the lights off, then it's all like a cinema. And they go, oh, yeah, that's good. But the real reason is then Dad gets to fall asleep. And no one can see unless I snore. <laughs> You've invited Trevor Brooke and Bobby Moore and Richard O'Sullivan, and you're going to have a nap. Of course, fucking I'm going to have a nap, mate. It's a Jesus. fucking fantasy dinner party. Think of that. It's a fantasy. I yeah, more well. I enjoy napping, right? And so I don't want them there. But what I'm saying is, if they say we've got to invite someone. I'll mm. say, all right, I'll invite those three, but I'll put a film on, a long film, like Revenge mm. of the Sith. I'll turn the lights out, and then as soon as I finish my curry, I'll probably try to stay awake to the bit, at least to the scene where, like, um, the Emperor takes fucking Anakin to that weird space opera and gives him a talking to in his in yeah. his hospitality box, right? That's a good scene. And then after that, I'll have finished my curry, and I'll just nod off. There's definitely a good 20 minutes, but you want to wake up again before the end when it gets really good, don't you? Oh, yeah. I'll be, I want to wake up for that. Yeah. Yeah. Set your timer on your phone. That's what I do. So, um, what else happens after that? Yeah, he goes to Japan, I think. Uh, on the island of Lugnag, he encounters the Struldbrugs, people who are immortal. They do not have the gift of eternal youth, but suffer the infirmities of old age and are considered legally dead at the age of 80. <laughs> you're legally so, dead now. You're now legally I feel dead. great. I'm afraid in the eyes of the law, you are dead. But you get to keep going. You get to stay alive. Or do you get worse and worse, or do you just stay as you are from no, 80 onwards? But what it means is, is that you will stop receiving any benefits from the state because you, ah. you, don't, you are dead. Right. So no pension, nothing like that. And then the finale, get this, he reaches Japan. Gulliver asks the emperor, uh, speech marks, to excuse my performing the ceremony imposed upon my countrymen of trampling upon the crucifix. Which the emperor does. The emperor does excuse that. And then Gulliver goes home. The <laughs> end. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks for that, emperor. Uh, sorry about the, the crucifix trampling, but uh, very decent of you to excuse that. Uh, I'm off now. Tell her. I've had a look at your vending machines. I like what I see. And uh, I'm my way back home to wherever the fuck Cheerio. it is I live. All the best. God bless. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a wild ride. Um, so that's <laughs> part three. That's mm, It's the difficult third instalment, I think. Mm. Um it's amazing that there's more parts to go, mate, because you would have thought he's running out of steam here. We've run out of time. I don't know. Part four we'll do next week. We'll see where it goes. Maybe he knows yeah. that part four is the last one and he turns it around, but part three is a fucking mess, to be honest. It's all over the gap. It really is. Um, His okay, agent then. would have been, I submitted part three. The publishers have a few concerns. Oh, fucking do they? Mm. Or tell them to keep them to themselves because that's the book. I think they've just uh, got a few notes about some of the scenes they think could. I mean, some of it's just like maybe there's too much. You can take some bits out. Hey, I'm working on part four here. I haven't got time to go back over to part three. Part three's done. It's in the bag. It's in the vault. It's very much a take it or leave it situation. 
Read the small it's, print of the fucking contract. I think part one was a massive hit, and then part two he's done quite quickly, but reversed the plot line for part one. Yeah. Uh, and then before part three, the royalties have come in from part one, and let's yeah. see, he's had a few lifestyle changes and <laughs> uh, refueling habits, as they say, and he's done part three off his fucking tits. Um, and we'll see next week whether he's turned it around for part four for a satisfactory ending. I'm not even going to look at it. I don't want to know it'll we do it next week. So that's that. Thanks very much for listening to the Gulliver's Travels uh, fiasco. It continues and we'll finish next week, hopefully. Goodbye. All the best. God bless. Lesbians. Nice